Thank you, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Searching the BBB Business Directory for products and services has become part of the shopping experience for many. Listings include accredited and non-accredited businesses. Later this morning, we'll tell you about some newly accredited businesses you'll find in your search. Well, the days are getting longer, and now that we're on daylight saving time, we can start to envision that green, green grass of our homes. Automatic irrigation systems might help keep them green, and later this morning we'll talk to experts from Blue Jay Irrigation. Irrigation systems are about water in the right place at the right time. If you have water in the wrong place at the wrong time, you might need a plumber. To explore that question, we welcome Randy Huber, an estimator with Patton Brothers Plumbing. Thanks for joining us today, Randy. Thanks for having me. So, Randy, let's talk about some of the common plumbing problems encountered at this time of the year. Um, sometimes hose bibs this time of the year, uh, people shut them off for the fall. And then in the spring, when things start to thaw out and they want to turn their outside hose bibs back on, uh, find out that they didn't drain them well enough. There's a valve inside your house that shuts that water off. So in the fall, you should be shutting that off and, and there's a little drain on there that you would drain the water back in between the sediment faucet on the outside of the house and the shut off on the inside of the house. And then if you don't do that, what happens is the water sits in there. Over the winter, it will freeze, it'll expand, split the pipe, and oftentimes they'll uh, start to leak. So we replace some of those. Um, and the biggest one probably is basement water issues this time of the year where you get a big thaw or a big rainstorm and uh, all of a sudden you got water in your basement. I'm sure you've heard a few of those stories. and. Uh, Sometimes that can be because the sump pumps aren't working. They burn out and people don't check them, make sure they're working often enough. Uh, a big problem of it is uh, downspouts. Just getting the water away from your house would probably be the biggest way to fix a lot of those water issues is just making sure your downspouts are away from your house. So if the the uh, sump pump is failing or are there ways to test it ahead of time to make sure when we get that spring melt and all that we don't have that problem? Uh, are there steps we can take? Uh, you can go down and periodically check your sump pump just by uh, checking the float, uh, lifting the float up to make sure your pump is turning on and pumping water. Uh, it's a good idea to do that probably a few times a year just to make sure it's working so that when you do need it, it's there for you. So let's talk, you know, since we also have spoken a little bit about sump pumps, let's talk about sump pump installation. When would, like, when is the best time of year to actually consider that? Um, well, most new housing requires sump pumps in almost every house. Um, your best bet, if you're in an existing house, would be to put the pump in when you don't have the water issues because it becomes a bit of an issue when you need it. If it's not there, you're going to have a lot more problems than you want to. How involved would that retrofit be, Randy? Um, we don't get into the retrofits so much. We specialize in new housing. So pits are put in before the floor, concrete floors poured in a house, and then it's all planned out. Um, in an existing house there, you would have to dig up the inside of your foundation chop up some concrete, run some weeping tiles to a sump, 
and then just run the sump up, punch a hole through the brick in the side of the house and just run a pipe out. It's not too involved. So let's move indoors and upstairs and maybe talk about refrigerators and dishwashers. You know, people may be upgrading some of their appliances at home and newer refrigerators have ice makers that require a water line. How involved is it to install such a hookup? Uh, in the new housing side of it, it's uh, fairly simple. We just, uh, we know where it's going and we have a box that we can put in the wall and run a water line to that. If it's in an outside wall, we just run a half inch water line up just in front of the drywall and tie in the new fridge. Uh, in existing houses, sometimes depends if you have a finished basement, sometimes you can fish a line through or sometimes you can drill it from your kitchen sink over to where your fridge is, if it's accessible that way. New housing is fairly simple. What about dishwashers? Is that as easy to hook up as well? Um, dishwashers are fairly simple. Uh, most times they're located right beside the kitchen sink, and which is probably the best spot for them. And then uh, it's just a matter of bringing the pipes through underneath your kitchen sink space and tying into the hot water line and the drain has to tie in above the trap of your kitchen sink. So as Monica mentioned, a lot of people are upgrading at home because we're staying here so much these days. So if a bathroom renovation is part of that upgrade, how is the plumbing aspect coordinated with that remodeling, Randy? Normally we would coordinate with the renovation contractor. Uh, we would go in, probably remove the fixtures. Uh, most times with a bathroom remodel, a lot of times you're tearing out the flooring. A lot of times you'll tear the drywall out, put a new tub or a new shower in. And while that's being done, we'll for sure replace that old faucet with a pressure balance faucet so that when the pressure drops, you don't get scalded. Somebody <laughs> flushed the toilet, right? It's a common problem from years ago with the old two-handle faucets. So we would coordinate that all with the building contractor, replace that tub and faucet, and then we wouldn't usually come back to the flooring and the cabinet. The countertops are all in. We would pretty well be the last guys in to set the fixtures and it would be ready to go. In that whole process of, of remodeling, we might be faced with uh, some new plumbing products. Can you just talk about some of the, the new advances in bathroom fixtures and shower installations, kitchen faucets and, and all that might uh, change or enhance our, our lifestyle, Randy? Uh, a big one now is dual flush toilets. With the amount of water they would save, they're well worth looking into. They use so much less water than the old toilets did. Even we have low floor aerators on faucets, so when you're washing your hands, you're not pouring as much down the sink. It's a big that all adds up to big savings in the end. Uh, touch faucets and motion sense faucets are another big upgrade you can use at your kitchen sink, especially with the COVID thing happening now. Um, motion sense faucets, you can just wave your hand and there's a sensor in there that picks it up that will turn your faucet on and off to a set temperature. Colors are another big one. Chrome is still the most popular, but lately matte black is fairly popular and brushed nickel is still popular. So colors are a big thing. Um, granite tops are another thing people like, especially in kitchens, high traffic areas that people are going to see. If you get granite tops, oftentimes you'll have single post faucets or you need undermount sinks, which are really nice for food preparation and and they just and they look great. 
Okay, Randy. And then, you know, a lot of times um, we go through the a directory and we're trying to think, okay, how do we pick between one plumber or another? You know, what are some good cues that we can look for to know that we're going to engage with somebody who's knowledgeable and who's trustworthy to be able to help us in our situation? Um, you could always call and get references is, would be a great one. Um, we do houses all over Southern Ontario. So if you went to our website, we have an extensive website that shows a pile of different things to choose from. And we have a showroom if you want to come in and talk to and see all the stuff that's available. But references would be a good way to, to find out. And of course, we would recommend that you look in the BBB directory to find a plumber if yes. you're looking for somebody. Well, Randy, thanks very much. We appreciate you taking time to join us here this morning. Thanks for having me. We've been talking plumbing with Randy Huber of Patton Brothers Plumbing Limited. When you search plumbing in the BBB directory, you'll find them. Patton Brothers Plumbing Limited is an accredited business with the BBB with an A-plus rating. Up next what you need to know about in-ground lawn sprinklers. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB. Although we still have traces of winter out there, we know the long, hot days of summer are ahead. Lawn watering will be one of the chores that will replace snow shoveling. We welcome Mike Levine of Blue Jay Irrigation to tell us how summer chores can become a spectator sport. Welcome to Ask BBB, Mike. Thank you. Welcome. So, Mike, besides turning lawn watering into a spectator event, what are some of the other benefits of an automatic in-ground lawn sprinkler system? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest benefit you'll get is uh, a drastic reduction in time um, that, that it takes for you to maintain your lawn. Um, so, that I mean, that's obviously the main benefit, but uh, especially with the new systems out there today, what it really does is allow you to apply the exact amount of water that your lawn needs all season long. Um, and so it's not necessarily 10 minutes for your lawn um, every other day. It the, the new systems today really dial in um, the exact amount of inches your water needs every single day of the week. And it'll adjust each schedule as it goes. So you're, you're really keeping your health, your lawn uh, as healthy as it can be and, and really thriving. If we are choosing a sprinkler system and a company to install it, what sort of choices will we be faced with? Yeah, there'll be a lot of choices, uh, even in just the city of London. Um, Landscape Ontario, who is a, a green industry partner of ours, uh, has a really good buyer's guide for choosing um, not only a, an irrigation contractor, but a landscape contractor uh, in general. Um, but some of the things you're going to be looking for that you want to make sure any contractor that works your house has would be... Um, your WSIB uh, liability, um, uh, and, I mean, that's just a start, but other things that uh, especially irrigation contractors can do are certifications um, that are directly related with um, associations in our field. So uh, the main one for irrigation would be the Irrigation Association. Now they're based out of America, but they offer a lot of certifications. So um, hiring a certified uh, contractor obviously um, just shows you the dedication they have to the industry itself and, and usually will lead to a better product. Um, as, for as for selecting like a sprinkler system itself, uh, it gets very complicated as your landscape, it can get as complicated as basically your landscape will allow it to get. Um, so you, you'll be looking at whether you're watering um, gardens, grass or separately or vegetable gardens, hanging pots, 
Um, there's just so much to go with on, on irrigation systems. Once we've installed a system, what kind of maintenance is required? The basic maintenance of a irrigation system would be just starting it up each spring uh, and then shutting it down each winter. So um, for a startup, uh, you just want to go through and make sure all your heads are still spraying in the right direction. Uh, make sure there's no leaks on the system that happened over the winter uh, and, and just sort of checking out the general health of your of the system. And the winterization would be just getting all the water out of the pipe and, and avoiding any freeze damage. So uh, you hook up an air compressor and just uh, force the, the water out of the lines. Um, that's sort of the basic uh, maintenance that you'll need. But uh, apart from that ba basic part, uh, we highly recommend about a, a monthly walk around of just your property in general. Um, your landscape will tell you uh, a lot about your irrigation system. Um, whether it's working properly or not. So we always, we, we try to recommend a monthly walkthrough just to look for um, areas of your turf that are suffering, uh, maybe some areas that are too wet um, to adjust the schedule in that area. Uh, and as well, just to make sure that no leaks or clogs have developed on your system. Uh, leaks, especially, uh, like I said, a, a small leak even on a zone can get very costly as you're, you're pumping water into an area that it doesn't need. Um, so it's really good to just have a, a general monthly health of that system checked up. So um, what are some of the problems that, that arise? Are, are, are pests like groundhogs, rabbits, moles, chipmunks, are, are they a problem for in-ground lawn sprinkler systems? They can be. Uh, it's pretty rare that we see any sort of pest that, uh, that really affects irrigation systems. Uh, oftentimes you might see mice in, um, in the valve area. So we, in, on every system, there's a box that houses our valves and they think that that's a nice warm space to spend the winter. Uh, and so sometimes you'll get rodent damage on the wires inside there. Um, but again, that can be cured with a, just a, a few well-placed mothballs. Um, but apart from that, groundhogs will typically go around our pipes. Um, they'll still cause damage to your landscape, but not necessarily to our system. So here we are with the spring just around the corner or almost here. Um, what would be the timing if we decided we wanted to install a, an irrigation system? Uh, how long does it take and, and what, what all is involved? So it's a fairly major um, construction project that we'd be doing on the system. Um, most residential uh, inst or systems can be installed in about a day. Uh, some of the larger properties around London take two days. Um, again, when we do the, in the install, um, we're basically bringing pipe to every inch of your property. So. Um, we, we do our very best to minimize damage and we have a, a lot of techniques perfected over years of, of us being in the biz, business to uh, try to protect your lawn as best we can. Um, but again, it is a fairly major construction for that two day period. Um, and then it, it takes about one good grow cycle. So again, if you get it done in the spring, you can expect that um, by, by the fall grow, grow cycle of the grass, most of the damage will be covered up. If you get it done in the summer, you'll unfortunately have to live with the damage until you get through a full fall cycle of growing. And then by the next spring, you'll see most of the damage taken, cleared up from, from an install. So it's a minimum about of, of around two weeks, depending on how busy um, a company would be. Uh, basically before we get, can get on site, uh, anytime anyone digs on your property, we need to call for locates. Uh, those locates take about uh, five to seven business days to come in. Uh, and then again, once you are placed on the schedule and have those locates, uh, a two week wait period is, is fairly typical. What are some of the things we should look for in an installer and what should we expect in an estimate or a quote? 
Um, so a lot of the quotes uh, that you want to look for is uh, just make sure that they're breaking apart uh, exactly what they're watering. So get a good description of how they're watering and what they're watering of your property. Um, the biggest discrepancies we find uh, when we're looking at different quotes are uh, combining different water watering areas that need different amounts of water. So um, you, if you water gardens and grass together, you're not getting a great application of the water that you're able to use. Um, so that's a really big thing that you wanna make sure you're looking for on a quote is separated gardens and grass. Um, other things that would be components. So there's a lot of ways to upgrade your system to make it more water efficient. Uh, that being with like the new Wi-Fi weather-based um, controller systems that actually do predictive water forecasting. So if it, if it sees rain in the future, it can also adjust the, the uh, run times of your sprinkler system. Um, so those would be the main two aspects would be exactly wh what and where they're watering uh, and then the brains of the system. So what type of components they're putting in to control the actual uh, sprinkler system itself. So there are a number of options that can uh, affect the, the overall cost. Yeah, so you can basically start with just a, a glorified um, alarm clock type deal where it just comes on and off at a certain time, uh, all the way up to a fully Wi-Fi um, controller that uh, adjusts every single day that it runs. Um, uh, so like the, the best ones on the market tie into uh, the weather underground network, uh, and they're adjusting based on the wind speed, your rainfall, and the temperature for every day to make sure your water's only using, or that your lawn is only getting the exact amount of water it needs. So Mike, what would the range of cost uh, be from minimum to maximum? A typical range will be anywhere from a basic, basic system for around uh, $3,000, all the way up to even on a, a, a standard residential to about 7,000, depending on how complicated your landscaping is. Um, the more gardens and uh, different areas that you'd like to water separately, like vegetable gardens and uh, hanging baskets on patios and stuff like that, the more complicated it gets that way. Uh, obviously, the, the price will raise as well. And with either one, you could turn lawn watering and garden watering into a spectator sport. <laughs> for sure. Mike, thanks very much for your time here this morning. Perfect. Thank you, Jim. Mike Levine is the general manager at Blue Jay Irrigation, an accredited business with the BBB with an A-plus rating. Look them up in the BBB directory at bbb.org. We'll tell you about some businesses that have recently gained BBB accreditation when we return. And we're back with more. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. This morning, we want to welcome businesses that gained BBB accreditation in the Western Ontario region. Now, each of these businesses has undergone the accreditation process and meets the standard for BBB accreditation. And those standards incorporate not only lawful business practices, but also BBB's experience with ethical advertising, selling, and customer experiences. So here are businesses that start with trust. Courtney Becker is the president of Dream Exteriors, and they offer all exterior solutions, including roofing, siding, gutters, and more. They're located in St. Thomas, and they do work in London, Woodstock, Sarnia, and the surrounding area. You Need a Plumber, Inc. takes care of a range of plumbing services from leaks to sewage backups, from drain cleaning to diagnosis and checkup. John Isbister is the owner. Mike Glenn is president of Southwinds Roofing Limited, a company that's been providing service in London and area since 1986. 
In the Windsor region, PE Real Estate Solutions, Inc., president and co-owner Dan Grenier uses a video on their website to explain their service philosophy in helping people buy, sell, or stay in their home, including renovations or upgrades. And also in Windsor, Advanced Level Homes, a roofing contractor headed by William Verberg, has gained BBB accreditation. Search the BBB directory for these businesses and for any product or service you need. As we wrap up this morning, a reminder of our monthly power chats with professionals who provide services to business and to individuals. The most recent available is a discussion on SEO for small business and five takeaways to rank on Google in 2021. You can find the link to the video on our YouTube channel at BBB Western Ontario. And you can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. And if you have a question or a guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.